0: welcome to level up academy the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community That brings you countless stories of employees, students, and faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We are expanding our podcast to business leaders and community experts who are sharing their adversity that each one of us experience and share their story to inspire and inform our world. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. Welcome again to another episode of Level Up. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Hello, I am Denise Oster. I am an author of the best-selling book, Inhale Abundance, Exhale Bullshit. I'm a performance coach that helps female leaders reach their highest potential of unlimited success. Using their brilliance... To turn it into fun, freedom, and financial
0: wealth. Awesome. How did you get from the beginning? Like, give me about 20 years of uh, kind of synopsis, like in the past, and how you became who you are today.
1: So, in the past, I had always felt that I had something to serve in me, always a helping kind of profession. And so, when I went to college, I actually thought I was going to go into business and start my own business and major in business and I ended up switching it and I majored in psychology and education. And now that I look back, it totally makes sense as a helping and serving profession. And so I had that within me and I didn't know at the time, was it really the gift? that I had within me, or was it unresolved issues that I had? And lo and behold, obviously it's both, because our mess becomes our message. And anything that I turn to, to be able to either work or have a great idea or turn creativity into something that was my passion. It was always in the serving and helping profession. So straight out of the shoots in college, you know, you get that desperate, oh my gosh, I have to pay my bills. And you veer away from, oh my god, I can't go into what I did, it doesn't pay enough. And you have the scarcity mindset. And that's how I ended up in the corporate world, so then I'm thinking, wow, I got this degree in psychology, and I ended up in the corporate world, which is what I went originally into for business, and I ended up staying in the corporate world for over 10 years, and I still had that tug in my heart. I said, I still need to help. I still want to serve. I want to empower women. I want to be able to share my story whether it was a message that people wanted to hear or if it was just something deeper inside of me that I could serve and provide to others. And so that's when I took a big career change and went into the education side of my degree. I'm a licensed parent educator and also a licensed early childhood educator. I served in the education system for over 12 years, and I still felt that tug. I still felt that pull. There's more in me. There's more in me. This isn't it. Maybe it's a combination of the business and also the helping, serving. And that's where the human development and personal development came into play. I saw that there was a big correlation between the knowledge base that we're constantly fed and what do you do with it then when you get out? Do I have the self-mastery skills to be able to put this together and to be able to survive in the world and to make the income that I wanted to make? And the reality was, is it doesn't matter how much money you make if you're still not fulfilled. We're looking on the outside to fulfill the inside. And then I started pursuing other things, knowing that after graduate school, becoming a certified professional life and business coach, there was my passion. It lied in the people that I helped and served and transformed their lives. Of seeing that bigger gain. And it was actually not playing that bigger game. It was identifying how not to play small. And so we could go inside and find our own inner truths. And when they did, their businesses blew up. Their life blew up. Their relationships blew up. And just watching that transformation was just so rewarding. So I've always done it, and I've just incorporated it into my life through my own trials and tribulations It turned that message message to be able to And that's where I am today. I am also an entrepreneur. I'm a real estate agent and a real estate investor. And so bottom line, I help people make the two most biggest investments in their life. A house and their self.
0: Yeah, you need both, right, to live in. Yeah, you need both. That is actually quite an amazing journey. Hopefully I'll be there someday. I'm still trying, you know. But what traits and skills do you feel are the most important on becoming a leader or also the leaders in your space that they're doing?
1: So there's five skills that I've written about, five success skill sets that I talk on the self-mastery side that are super, super important. But there's also an additional five that encompass that, that I always uh, turn to. They are my value added that I always want people to know. When is you need to make that decision? It's a choice. Just make the decision. How bad do you want it? Do you want to? Do, do you want to still continuously living this particular life that you are, or continue giving yourself away, or do would you like to see things differently? How important it is to you, right? And once you make that decision, have someone that you be- believes in you. You may not believe in yourself, but there is someone that believes in you that can help you with that. Uh, with that, then having that choice that you've made the decision to believe in it. Is surrounding yourself with the people who are at that level that you want to be at or to grow to, right? So we're we're evaluating our spirit influences and looking at where we're centering ourselves around. Is it putting us in a position to be able to grow and learn and expand? And from that, the fourth one would be making that commitment. Making that commitment that you are all in and this is what you want to do. Because you have those gifts inside of you, they just need to be unleashed. And that's where I help you do that. See that blind spots, debunk the barriers and bullshit and beliefs that encompass that really sassy, brassy, sexy person that you are to hold your power and to unleash yourself to unlimited success. And the last one is to take action. You know, making making it happen and commit to yourself that no matter what type of action that you're going to take, even if you fail, fail forward. Just take messy action. So those are five additional um, skill sets that I live by. And that have been true to my words to be able to get me where I am today.
0: Yeah, I think that is um, the difference. And I I find between the dream and the dreamers, right? Um, It's because sometimes you dream big. And I always tell people, dream big. But then what are you going to do about that dream? Is when everybody falls apart, right? Because they dream big and then they're like, now what you know what I mean and then the now what is like the pretty much the messy side I think is what you're talking about it's that commitment there's just sometimes people are afraid of committing because they don't want to fail but what people don't know is that we fail every day just like we die every day technically you know like your bad attitude dies today you know what I mean like all the things that are negative you need to shed it just like a snake that's how I see it um, but what does leadership look like to you? And like, how do you approach like leading others or your clients leading to like their full potential?
1: Leadership is, is so huge. First of all, leaders make fast, decisive decisions. And the reason being is because they're not afraid to go forward. And we don't make all the perfect decisions in our life, but those are the ones that lead us to our greatest success. So the way I look at it, and it's worked for me in my life, and I've seen it worked great for my clients, is just do it. And hopefully you do fail, because you're going to learn it, and you're not going to make that same mistake twice, right? And I'd rather have those 10 little, small, little failures that lead me to greater success and get me over the hump in the mountain than to do one thing and be stuck on the perfectionism and take imperfect action or no action at all.
0: Yeah, it's that number five that you're talking about. No action, like commitment and then take action. You're like, what action? I'm so scared, you know, like most people do. And I at one point or another, I think all of us, even young people, right, who's listening to this, when you make a decision, you know, in your gut, you know, that intuition tells you it's wrong, but you wanted to work it out. So you're just like, "Okay," you know, it starts with that relationship and stuff. So, yeah, I can see that. Same thing for business leaders, really is you know what's right, but sometimes you get so convoluted with other people's decision that you're just like, you're lost in that cloud of bad decisions. Um, has As a life coach, and really an author as well, and as a businesswoman, has COVID re- pandemic really changed your way of marketing your business or even helping your clients?
1: You know, COVID was just, it, it was horrific for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, for those who have lost lives and everything, it was just, it's, 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 I'm just so sorry. I mean, my difference is to a lot of people, but it was a life-changing moment for me in the perspective of there's so much more. This is the opportunity, and hopefully people can see it, because things aren't going to be the same. And, and until we change our perspective, and we go within, and start taking care of ourselves, then we can see how wonderful it can be, and doing things different. Because we're always looking to the outside and settling for that, you know, kind of mediocrity. It's just kind of, you know, that mediocre and the comfortable zone. But we don't make movement unless we're outside of our comfort zone. And that's certainly put a lot of people outside of their comfort zone. Some that were forced to change, and others that have the thought to say, hmm, is this my wake-up sign? Am I gonna change? I'm going to go back to my old repeat pattern behaviors. And that's, you know, it was a pivotal moment for me in my coaching career too and on my entrepreneurial because that's exactly what I do. I create new pattern behaviors that are sustainable for people to be able to play that higher game, you know, the bigger game. Reach your highest potential. Only 3% of people are doing it. So, you know, it was a big wake-up call, say, he great opportunity. Yeah. It's presented to us. It's right there. It's yours for the taking.
0: Yeah. Cuz I think for real estate I have a lot of realtor friends um that were having a hard time because A, you couldn't show houses with multiple people anymore, right? And B, there was just like you have to wear a mask, you have to do this, you have to make an appointment. I mean, it was just so much. But I think the people who seize the potential of the opportunity Um, it was a big boom in California for housing. I mean, $600,000 house was like almost 2 million. So if you're able to sell that house, then yeah, it was a lot. But I think that's where also technology was really leveraged to its highest potential. Because now realtors have those, I don't know what they're called, but you know, those camera that you could like, Zoom into the whole house, and then your potential buyers could just see through that. So that's kind of good. In virtual as, tours, yeah, virtual tours. The the camera thing that they they have, I think, allowed people to kind of see other people's homes without going into homes. So that's kind of cool. From a real
1: estate perspective, that happened to me too. And as an investor, I had six properties that I was paying mortgages on during COVID. And as you know, during COVID, a lot of things halted. They came to a dead halt. Uh, a lot of inventory was backed up like my appliances were backed up for six months and you know when you can't put appliances in there you can't you know resell the house and someone can't live there right so what did i do for that six months i ended up paying mortgages on six mortgages and then on my real estate side obviously we couldn't show houses and stuff like that we did virtual tours they were very limited but i did sell a house through that um you you just have to look at it it's never a problem it's an opportunity and how are you going to expand and get your creativity to be able to make it possible and that all stems from changing your old pattern behaviors to create new sustainable ones that are in line with you because so many people and including myself i had went through it we give ourselves away to other people to please other people instead of coming into who we are to be able to leverage The help that we have out there, because one of the other things for women, especially, and I know myself, I can never ask for help. It was the most difficult thing to do, right? I teach you how to do that and get it because we change that perspective.
0: Yeah. Help is kind of hard for us to swallow sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that. But I usually, what I found though, is that when I ask for help, people are willing to do it. Some, some more than others, for sure. But like with my team, you know, I was having a retention issue, and I said, "I will not make decisions for you, but it's going to be for us. If I sink the ship, we're all going to drown, guys. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be our decision together, no matter how messy it is." But you're right; it's hard to ask for help. I think it's because you're so independent and you do things all the time. But then when it's your Turn to ask for help. You're like, I don't really want to do it, you know. But well, sometimes it's necessary.
1: Rejection too. Yeah. You know, there are that point, and a lot of women think that they can do badass all themselves, right? So why ask? So it is. It is a real hard point.
0: Yeah, but I think it's also managing your expectations when you ask for help. I think sometimes we have such high expectations of people. And when you get let down, your decision-making skills become the base of that one bad experience, and you think that every time you ask, it's going to be a letdown anyway. Why ask instead of saying that's just one person or that's just five people out of a hundred people? You know what I mean? Like that. I think you're talking about growth mindset, like changing your mindset to where it needs to be where you just continually look at opportunities and solutions rather than focus on the problem.
1: Right. And when you can differentiate between that fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, going into asking a question will give you a different perspective on what your outcome is going to be. But when you live in that fixed mindset and you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to be disappointed or, oh, they won't help or whatever, typically, you know, things like that help happen. And then what you do is you shut yourself off from the emotion and then you become totally numb and then you just become fearlessly independent. I lived it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's how we're teaching is we lived it, right?
1: We lived it. Yeah.
0: Now, I know you discovered your purpose in life, which is helping other people, whether it's women or anybody, really. Um, and you obviously illustrated that in your career do you have a lifetime career goal is this something else like obviously you shift careers a couple times do you think this is your lifetime career goal
1: absolutely and as in in the longer i'm in it i've been in it for 15 years now i keep learning i keep growing and i keep expanding and knowing being able to laser right in and getting so clear on what my superpower is and being able to use that to help other people I am actually intuitive in terms, I'm not psychic, but I'm intuitive to be able to feel people's energy. And that all came from a lot of, it sounds very, very young, when I myself were in situations with friends where I'd be friends with all different sorts of groups but not really fitting in with one little group and then you grow up and everyone's like oh wow she's an old soul and I'm like an old soul and you keep being told it where you're wise beyond your years but yet you know when it comes to academic it's like it really didn't matter to you kind of thing and you're like how does this fit in in the world? How does that fit in with me? You know to find out who you really are and then you all of a sudden gravitate towards the things that bring you in and helping and serving yourself your serving others, and you continue to grow and expand, and my energy is heightened in terms of that, and I can feel people's energy when I speak to them and get them in alignment with where they want to be with their energy to be able to be the best version of themselves or their business or grow that and scale that, and not only the energy, but energy is 80% of our success, you know, they talk about, you know, 10% or their majority of it is mindset, you know, that's a portion of it. Skill and strategy comes so easy, when you're trying to figure out. It's not about the how and the why, it's the energy that you bring to it. And that just really excites me because I can zone in on that. As it, That is truly my superpower. And I feel the energy of people, and it's not that I give my energy away, but when people coach with me and they talk with me, they get off and they're like, Oh, I don't know what just happened, but it's just like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I just got pulled in and I just and this like I just want to do it all and I accomplished this and this changed my life and my perspective and I feel so much better. And it's like I didn't give you my energy. I taught you about it to be able to know where that is within you because that's part of you.
0: Yeah, it's debunking
1: all the stuff from the past, it's getting in alignment with yourself, it's understanding what your purpose is, it's living your highest potential with the gifts that you have within you, and to understand how to use them to your best advantage
0: yeah i'm thinking a book for you actually i was just like when you're talking my mind was like growing and i was like you know how they talk about pandora's box right i feel like there's denise's box you're unlocking your potential like think about it right you're literally unlocking your potential when you're talking to your clients. And you're right, it's that energy. My brain just goes a thousand miles an hour, like seriously. And I love your energy because I love people. And when you're talking about old soul, I've always been like that. It's so weird that 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 you mentioned that. I'm like, yeah, I've always been told like this. And you're right. Well, have different sets of friends, but you just don't have that fit in so you create your own and that's how I changed my title in LinkedIn too it's like I'm an opportunities designer I design opportunities based on your needs if you just let me talk to you and so I love that how about your career like what about your career that actually inspired you like to do more and help others
1: so there was a pivotal point in my life I was always working two jobs as a single mom um, after going through, I had went through um, seven years of infertility. Had five miscarriages, and after I had my two live births, I had one boy and one girl. They're fifteen months apart. Shortly after that, I ended up getting divorced, and at that time, had pretty much lost everything. And coming back, I always stuck with my coaching because it was my passion. It was, you know, helping other people, even though at that point I should have asked for help myself, I was still, on a giver. I was like giving, 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 and I knew that that would always be an essential part of my life, but I also worked in the corporate world and in the education world, and then, you know, it ventured out into my entrepreneurial world. Well, even though I still was successful in making money, I had just kept feeling like I was the energizer bunny. I was like, I'm just called to do this. I'm just, I'm going to do this. And if it fails, that's great. I'll just find something bigger, right? It was always something more, something more, something more. And it wasn't, you know, I did get lost in the shiny object syndrome every once in a while, but I always came back to being grounded, right? Um, There was a pivotal point in my life where I actually had went out to a conference And it was for investment, and there was presenters, there was mentors, and there was trainings, and every single person that was on stage, we had breakouts. You could have breakouts with them. And when I had gotten to their breakout, they were all thinking, well, what's your time you're going to speak to us on stage? And I'm like, oh, I'm not here for coaching. They're like, I thought you were a coach. Well, I am a coach, but I'm here for my investment. And at that point, they're like, girl, you are thinking way too small. And I'm thinking, you know Oh what! I do not have a pea-sized brain. What do you
0: mean? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so, how is it that I can be thinking small when I have these grandiose ideas, and I'm slowly implementing so many more things? I'm working like three jobs, and it wasn't about doing more; it was about being more. And that was that pivotal moment. And I came back from the investment conference. And one of the sales guys called me, and he said, what did you think? And I said, it was wonderful. I, and he's like, oh, who did you like speaking the best? And I said, well, actually, it wasn't one in particular. It was actually this the, the voice that came through my head. It was the loudest speech that came out, and it wouldn't have come through if I wouldn't have went to this conference. And he said, say more. So I continued to tell him about making smile and being the determined person that I was. I wasn't going to let the pea-sized brain go (laughs) in. Yeah. So I looked at it and I said to him, I said, there's so much more. There's such a great message in there. And it was a learning experience for me to grow and expand and to be more and to be more to the people, to myself and to the people that I serve and to I help. And there is more hidden gifts inside of me that people could use and he's like in what way and i began to explain and he goes girl he goes that's a book and i go a book he goes yeah that would be a best-selling book and i'm like he's like have you ever thought about writing a book i go never in my wildest dreams <laughs> never in my wildest dreams i'm like are you kidding i'm already working three jobs and got all these grandiose ideas but nice ideas they don't surmount to anything right mm. you have to take implemented action So I said to him at that point, I said, no, not even an idea. He's like, I should have someone talk to you. And I go, about what? He goes, you should just send me everything that you just said to me. And I'm like, I just repeated my story. I don't even know what exactly you want me to repeat. He goes, well, exactly what you said. And I go, oh, probably don't even remember. Well, my energy level was so high coming off of this conference of just channeling that of the excitement of knowing where my gift lies and knowing my energy was my superpower and how I could use this to people, he's like, "Why don't you just like speak into a recorder and send it to me?" Well, I ended up speaking into the recorder and transcribing it on paper and sending it to him. He goes, "Girl, this is a book. This is like a bestseller." And twenty-eight days later, my best-selling book was complete.
0: That's so awesome, right? Somebody yeah. believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself.
1: Skill number two. Yeah.
0: And sometimes that really happens. And I think often, including myself, I always wonder, I'm like, I don't even think I can do that. Like literally the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. There's just too many buttons in this thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm like, how do you I'm not an engineer. Like, but now I, I married an engineer and an architect, but it's like that's your thing you gotta figure it out so i youtube myself you know like okay how do you do this button and i learn a skill i know how to edit now i know how to, you know so it's kind of amazing how your story really is like so inspirational that i i feel like you should create another book it's called denise's box instead of pandora's box unlocking your potential seriously like you in this picture, you can credit me later. You in this picture, <laughs> right? Like like totally in this really awesome beautiful pink dress. I don't know why I'm like thinking of pink dress for you. I do makeup, I'm like, "Oh, I could do makeup for her and she could do her dress in this like really beautiful dress and this beautiful like antique looking box with a big fat key. You open it and there's like gold um, lights coming out like light coming out and the words on those lights will see unlocking your potential time management whatever it is that you're you're teaching another book i'm serious like that should be your book cover i'm thinking for you okay like amazing but based on this conversation maybe you'll get another energy coming off another book like seriously because i think people do need an inspiration to kind of ignite and wake up that what's inside of them that's potentially going to be big but you just don't know how and that's where you come in is unlocking the how it's always like you said it's always that question like when p when you ask questions that make people think about themselves then they realize oh i did do that how can i leverage did do that to something else and so yeah it's going to be denise's box
1: (laughs) Exactly. And that's exactly where my superpower lies because your energy had risen as you were describing it to me and telling it. And I didn't do anything except share my story and having that energy. And I didn't give you the energy, but you were able to take the energy that I was relaying to be able to have those creative juices flow. And so could you imagine when people work with me and they're having these ideas and these issues and how that creativity flows to have that dream and that vision come true to reality? It's that it's, it just comes and look at the smile on your
0: face. Yeah. align yourself. Yeah. So I, I like that because my next question was, you know, what do you think leaders can do to promote success in their teams? And I think you really answered that, which is giving that energy and just being an open mind to kind of dig deep for the others and relaying your messages and yourself where they can find common stuff within that.
1: Well, and also um, having worked in the corporate world and also corporate trainer in teaching this and also working with people and executives and C-level is understanding, understanding how important that energy is 80% of your success. And energy is in everything. Energy is everything, even humans. So whether it be an HR recruiter, that they're having an employee come in, understanding that level of the energy that they bring to the organization, understanding the skill sets that people have if it's in line with their energy, understanding the goals and the values of the company of where they have and what is that energy around it in order to be able to see it in the perspective that just, just makes that business and the person skyrocket. Because it's all within the value that we hold, that inner game. Yeah. And people are obviously going to put more into it when they have a higher level of vibration and they feel good
0: about it. Yeah. I think that's why I'm 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 thinking about that leadership breakdown. It's it's just a lot of growth mindset and emotional intelligence lacking. Or the care the care that you give to somebody. Even a simple thank you sometimes is missing, you know? That's okay. It's okay. I have dogs. My dogs sometimes snore on my podcast. I'm good with it. It's the real, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, listen, I didn't, I, I didn't say I'm a professional editor for my, for my podcast. I said, I create a podcast for you to listen. So that's good. You know, that's our background noise. I don't mind well, that, that at all. It just goes to
1: show that we're imperfectly- just normal we're humans yeah we have bones we have life we can work from home we created the life that you
0: we know, want what? yeah yes. yeah it it my- with the <laughs> yeah mine's four and i'm i'm surprised they haven't Knock on the door, scratch the door, bark at the door. Like, I'm actually surprised they're quiet. My my kids must be outside.
1: <laughs> I actually smartened up and just left my door open in case that happened.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, I because I, they scratch. Like, they want to be with oh. me. Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. My last question is, I actually was watching live uh, interview with the Dalai Lama, His Holiness. And he said, change begins within you. Use compassion to change your world and ultimately our world. So how do you hope to change the world, Denise?
1: You know, that has been a good turning point for me that happened in my life recently, as I told you how this will forever be my passion where I continue to always help people. A few years back, I should say several years back, um, I had been in a situation where I started noticing more about my own self When I came into conversations or positions that, you know, just kind of were like off, they didn't feel right. You know, you go into environments or jobs or relationships or family functions or whatever it might be, I started noticing a lot more on that. And when I had done my own inner work and my own inner spiritual healing and really saw, how effective it was in order for for me to own my own shit, stay in my lane, never blame, never judge, never criticize, it really affected my own energy by realizing that. Because if you're complaining, obviously, you know you can have it better. So what's our choice? Are we going to sit and complain or are we going to have it better? When you're blaming, judging, or criticizing, obviously there's something within us that is you know, not stable, you know, we have deeper issues because it's within us that we see it in other people to be able to bring that out. And it's just owning that. You know, being able to take that that criticism and not caring about what other people think, but knowing that if there's an issue, if there's a problem and you have goals and you're not meeting them, you gotta reevaluate yourself. It's the inner game. You're in an altercation with someone. You know, you gotta look at your own self. You don't like the job you're in? Look at your own self. Starts and begins with you.
0: Yeah, I know. A lot of people complain too much about, you know, certain things. And it's like, I hear myself complain. Like, oh my gosh, this thing and this thing. But, you know, I meet people with the same alignment that I have. And that's just more than money can buy. And that's why I always look for, and I always tell my team, I don't care if you make mistakes. I know that some bosses in the educational world want you to be perfect. And it's that pressure. There's nobody perfect. And to me, it's like, if you make mistakes, so what, if you're not going to die with it, you have a chance to pro- prove yourself. You can have solution. Let's focus on that solution. We know it's a problem. Yes, it is. Move on. Find a solution and opportunities to change that negative into a positive. So, that's what I always see. So I'm, I'm glad you actually say that. And I think a lot of people are just afraid to see a mirror of themselves. So they'd rather criticize others.
1: Absolutely. There's too many people and myself included for so long that we have our guard up. We have masks uh-huh. on. And we're so afraid to be vulnerable. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it, if I could just say anything to the listeners, is it's scary to think that You're going through life with a mask on or your guard up and not even realizing it. But it's scarier to live a life that you absolutely are not happy with and have fulfillment. Yeah. Because you're living in that pain every single day when you can free yourself of that. And when you can be real with yourself, other people are going to see you as that much more. And you can be vulnerable with yourself. And you can be honest with yourself people are going to respect and trust and honor you that much more. Because if I were to tell you a situation and just hold back and put my guard up and say, I don't want you to know about that, you would start thinking, okay, she's guarded. I don't fit in that circle. It's hard to do business with her. It might be really difficult to enjoy our time together if we are friends or whatnot. But if I became vulnerable, you know, it's your choice how you want to give the meaning to the story. But most people find it very amicable. That you can actually listen to a story and have compassion for them, and try to understand where they went through, and you respect them more. Yeah, and when that it frees you too, because you can be so real and gain that trust and respect because you respect yourself enough to admit your faults, to admit and to want to heal that inner child or some of the issues that you might have had that make the greatness of you shine
0: and come out yeah I feel like hardships in your life sometimes make you definitely not sometimes all the time makes you who you are because like for me I have abandonment issue I didn't grow up with mom and dad I feel like I was just an abandoned child somewhere in the mountains you know like that's how I feel and so that's
1: didn't get supported
0: no i didn't have parents at all i didn't have mom or dad i grew up with grandma you know i was born in the raised in the philippines and my mom is here and my dad was in the u.s and i'm like hello you made a child and you just dump in the trash like what and so i've always because people always say why does academic come so easy for you and i i look back really dig deep and i think it's because Academic was something that my family really values so I thought if I get number one on everything out of five thousand students, my parents will come back because they're gonna be there for me when they see me in the stage. I did that so many times, and they never come back, you know. Yeah, and prove your worthiness
1: and say that I am enough.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's been difficult, and then it just that bad habit of getting education so quickly and thinking of education, you know, like I'm laughing because my husband's like, stop after the second master's stop. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm done in two more classes. I graduate next April. And I'm like, maybe I should get a PhD in psychology. Like that's what I'm thinking is because I need that. Like you said, more inside you to better understand how people really think, you know, I already teach neuromarketing and global space. I'm like, I understand the neuroplasticity part, but there's something missing that i'm I need to help people that I'm missing. And so, yeah, yeah. it's
1: going to win. And when you have that, everything else makes it so much easier. It makes it as easy as it is for you to be able to have two, three masters and learn
0: academics. Yeah, I already have two masters, a bachelor's, a doctorate. And I want another Ph.D. in psychology. So and I was like, maybe my next life and my husband's like, stop, just stop, just do one thing at a time. You know, I already work for three universities and work here in a book. I'm a mom. Just just, you know, I'm trying to run my business. It's hard, but it's just how I function.
1: Right. And we try to prove ourselves that way with credentials instead of yeah. really in, in doing the hard work, not the hard
0: work. Yeah. Yeah. But credentials to me, it's just more of a formality. Um, but you can pretty much Google anything like I didn't need a degree to do a podcast. OK, I didn't even need a book to do a podcast, right? I just did it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. If I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I would be calling my kids just to record, you know, but thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you and all the tools. Absolutely. Now my listener wants to probably know where they could buy the book. Is it an Amazon?
1: It is on Amazon. It is on Amazon. Just go under Denise Oster inhale abundance exhale
0: bullshit oh i like that okay inhale abundance exhale bullshit thank you so much
1: you're so welcome
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any questions, email me at Lua, L-U-A, at Level Up by Doc Leland. Doc Leland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D dot com. Lua by Doc is open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in the next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.